Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Zack Snyder's Justice League by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And my name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And today we're talking about minute number 85 of Zack Snyder's Justice League, which is going to start with Cyborg catching himself before he falls on that rooftop. And then the minutes are going to end with Silas Stone telling him what the challenge of being Cyborg would be, which um, as we get into today's minute, uh, there's a lot of imagery going on here. Obviously, we're still inside the mind of Cyborg. Um, but Silas Stone has to be one of my favorite moments of this movie in this part here because in this minute, um, you know, Cyborg is, we're at the tail end of Cyborg trying to learn to fly. Uh, cue the song again. And then uh, then we snap back to the inside of his mind where he's kind of in this wasteland and he's starting to manipulate the world around him and the way that he can access things. And the big thing is accessing this bank or this representation of banks. I'm assuming it's, uh, I don't know if it's the world economy, but it's definitely the United States of America uh, economy for sure. And one of the things Silas says in this minute is the question, no, the challenge would be not doing it, not seeing the issues that Cyborg now has access to, everything that is at his disposal. And what I love about that so much is that it represents everything that you and I talk about on this podcast, Nate. And it's also something that we've seen in other characters like Jor-El and Jonathan and, uh, yeah, Paul Kent. And um, what I really like about that is it seems like Chris Terrio is really voicing his thoughts through Silas. Like Silas Stone has become Chris Terrio's voice of, of what superheroes can do and what the challenge of superheroes are for storytelling. We talk about this all the time, especially with Superman. And we've talked about it with Joker, uh, the, the movie with Joaquin Phoenix, is just choices. No one is a good person or a bad person. Um, it's, you're defined by good choices or bad choices. And with Superman and Cyborg, it's like you have all these gifts, all these strengths, and you can virtually do anything you want. The challenge is not doing it, not, you know, stopping everything. I, I'm torn because... One, I don't necessarily want to say, um, I don't want to associate a favorite part with Silas Stone because I'm in the camp that I am, I'm not the biggest fan of Silas Stone. Um, in nothing, you know, it, it just in the way that his, his own personal choices and his selfish, selfishness, um, affected others. And mm-hmm. I understand that, like, you know, if he didn't do those things, then, you know, Victor would have perished and, and wouldn't uh, become a cyborg and, and go through the trials and tribulations to become a hero. That's the greatest thing of all. But 
that's like the same argument as you know i you should thank me for bringing you into this world kind of thing and it's like that's not that's that doesn't have any legs on it there's no what kind of like misled uh bull spit like power uh dynamic do you need to like address to you know even if you're using it like to your offspring or something like that it's just like a little jab well let me hit you with this hard fact here do you think the same way about jor-el um yeah and jor-el but but i don't have disdain for jor-el why not um because jor-el knew he 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 accepted an end and he knew the end um silas couldn't accept an end he's the type of mad scientist that's like you know there's always a solution to the problem and sometimes there isn't especially when you remove the free will out of that problem Hmm. That causes mm-hmm. even bigger problems. Jor-El, we've said it in Man of Steel Minute, he is a mad scientist, but the good qualities of a mad scientist, and I'm, yeah. it's probably hypocritical, obviously. No, and you yeah, know what? I, I don't give a shit. Yell at me if you want on the internet. I don't think what there's have a, you. Yeah, I think it's open to discussion. I, I like, you know, I like the answers you gave. I think it is. I one just of the, always thought it was too selfish. And like. I think both are whole, selfish, but yeah. I think. Uh, what he's saying about like the choices that it's like you you have to choose between you know it's, it's the ability the challenges to not do mm-hmm. that is such a that's such a non i don't want to say pessimistic but it's such a non-optimistic view of how you should be a hero it's so like why would you focus on the hard part of it I understand, but like it's it's one of those things where it's like the feeling you get from from saving a life um, outweighs all the bad that you had to go to get there. But you have to present that in a more nurturing way instead of just saying like you have all of this power, and your biggest problem now is to not like have all the power hmm okay now i see See, now my words are getting minced it is tough (laughs) in the quote he says the question no the challenge and i started to think okay what was the question supposed to be because obviously of should for me the that's the challenge the question i think he was about to say was will you use your powers for good and knowing Mm. victor i think silas is like okay well yeah of course that question is easy. Yes, I'll use my powers for good and, and and do things that I think are right. And then he says, no, wait, no, the challenge is not doing those things, not seeing the issues, which is what Superman does. We've talked about how Superman isn't 24-7 Superman. He could right. continue just going around the world, doing Superman things, righting every wrong that exists on this planet. But no, there comes a time where he has to, he chooses to come home sit on the couch, eat some ice cream, hang out with Lois, watch TV, go to the Daily Planet, write a sports article, be a human being, live life and love, right? Like, Mm -hmm. this is something that Clark Kent chooses to do. Meanwhile, there might be someone getting hurt 
by some wrongdoer. And this is like, you, you can't really just be like, okay, well, there's another superhero that'll take care of it while I'm living my life. It's no, it's not that. It's just you just you have to isolate just that's life. in that situation. Yeah. People And that's the die. problem that these heroes uh face because they you don't you don't think about your teammate or the person. It's that that's not it. That's not the it's either you or not you and not yeah. you is that person perishes or what have you. Yeah. The danger the 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 thing happens, the bad thing happens or whatever. You do not intervene. It's only on the self. Yeah. Um, I don't know. My whole point was just, I love this minute. It's great. I yeah. was listening to a podcast when this movie came out. I can't remember if it was the, um, um, the, it, it, uh, I don't remember if it was blank check pod or the other one that, uh, Griffin Newman did. I think it was the other one the Paul Shear movie and yeah, uh, Paul Shear and Jason Manzucas. Jason Manzucas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and his wife, Paul's wife, June, June, Diane Rayfield. Um, I think it was that one, but they were talking about this scene specifically and um, how over the top it was to just like have these depictions of just like the bank and the bear and the bullfighting Wall Street. It's like, yeah, that was that was where they got stuck on. It was like, that's, you know, uh, too hammy, I guess. Um, And in my mind, like this kind of sort of thing, like falls into camp and. That's okay, because how else could you depict a wasteland of, you know, a, a cyborg navigating through whatever the internets and, and opening doors and, you know, thinking about, okay, I'm going to access the bank. How do I do that? Let me just, like, imagine a big bank. I think it's it would be boring to do it any other way. I think we have to keep it visually entertaining. Yeah. And, like, if you were to manipulate the world economy in any other way in the stock market to have an array of numbers and yeah, like and, matrix or something. That's yeah. What I was, were you thinking matrix? I was thinking that same thing. That's just, uh, or just a matrix of numbers, just thinking mathematically and just, oh, okay. Like the actual word right. and just like, you know, arrows going up and down and hot words like, you know, DOJ. Dow. And, yeah. yeah. And stuff like that. Yeah. Dow and uh it's all these different stock things going up and down i think anyone else they probably would have put in like gamestop stock or something like that they would have put in you know some like meme reference buzzwords yeah like oh yeah yeah, remember like dogecoin like they would have dogecoin going all the way up and coming all the way down what was the one what was the what was the martha stewart uh enron that would have been funny okay they should have done enron and like that's any other place would have would have dated themselves but this here in the comic book way, it's like the Wall Street is represented by the bear and the bull. And it becomes more of a parallel to, you know, Superman. You say he's faster than a speeding bullet, you know, faster than a plane or train or automobile. Uh, or you leap tall buildings in a single bound. Here you have, you know, the bear and the bull, like, you know, and the banks, they, they're no match for the power of, of Victor Stone here. And he can, you see the bear and the bull fighting. In fact, they even animate it so that the bull attacks upward and the bear swipes downwards so that it represents what Wall Street is doing, going up and down. And um, he separates it with his own kind of hands. He pushes the bear and the bull away. And that really shows a physical strength of this human against what is normally two giant animals that would 
overwhelm him. Um, you could also make it political. Um, I think we talked we talked about it yesterday. Not I think, but I know we did. Where I said that it's great that we have Cyborg, who is a character that just happens to be a black character, and we don't have to make it uh, a political about him being a superhero in that regard. But when we look at it here, and we know that Victor Stone, a black kid, has the ability to fix the fundamental issues of the United States and then even the world, it's like a black kid has the power to fix things for good, like the actual problems that we have that are deeply rooted in this uh, racist country that we live in. And that's, that is a fair political comment that you can make. And this, it's quite impressive to see Victor Stone, Ray Fisher, in this scene where he does something like that. And he says... Yeah, I'm. I have the power to do this, and I'm going to walk right up into that bank and change things because I can, and because it's the right thing to do. Um, I think it's just very impressive. I um, agree. I agree <laughs> Whole, wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. It's, Let's uh, skip back it's a, a bit. We we get uh, we get flight sequence here. Yeah, you know, he catches himself right before he falls, and with a nervous smile on his face. He uh, ascends into the sky, right. and it's a very beautiful moment, especially the way the music crescendos in that moment. It's um, a very beautiful moment. He gains his footing, he gains his confidence, and he just takes to the sky, and he has just that like really hopeful smile. It just There's something about it where you just kind of feel happy for him. Like For once, he's smiling, and it's like something earned, you know? And we don't really see that in the other version, you know, you don't feel like you're happy for him like you are in this moment when you see him smiling because he's flying and that flying means something more than just being above the ground. This is this is the, again, the all too human moment. Every single human on this planet wishes that they could fly. It's just nature. So, like, him smiling and seeing this, this is the most human part of Victor doing what he thought a human couldn't do. He's just been hearing the entire tape of his father saying, you know, all this power, ability, yada, 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 choices, you know, you you can do anything. And the thing that brings him the most joy in this moment is flying. It's being free. It's, he spent, you know, all these weeks in in the apartment locked up staring out the window brooding and learning and everything you know it's it really is one of the most epic moments uh in all of this it f- for sure is that you know that we have these first flight moments in these dc hero movies that that are coming out now and there's some post on on twitter that you can find where it's you know a bunch of them just like pasted together in, in a little collage thing. It's like, hey, here's all the moments of their first flight. And it fits so well. It's just perfect. Um, I think, th- obviously, the main parallel that we are going to be pulling this from is the first flight of Superman, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I think it's kind of cool. The biggest difference, voice crack, the biggest difference uh, out of out of this and, and Superman's flight um, that I really found that I kind of just want to note, maybe there's more to it, um, when Superman's uh, coming out of the scout ship uh, in Antarctica, mm-hmm. um, Antarctica or the Arctic, 
Uh, yeah, Antarctica's he, bottom. He's in the Arctic. He's Canada's up. Um, well, yeah, he got it in Canada and then took off and then went to. He went to the. He went to whichever. He went to the North Pole because the North Pole has polar, polar bears. bears. Yes, Arctic. Okay, yes. so <laughs> Arctic Circle. Um, uh, it was during the day, which I don't mean. I don't know if you if there's you know the whole twenty four hour sunlight bullshit. Oh yeah, they don't have sunsets or something like that. Yeah, um, so maybe you know that had to play into it. But the fact that it was like Superman doing his first flight in the daytime, even get the line of you know in time they will join you in the sun. Him looking up, it's that is Superman doing it all in the day. Yeah, I don't want to say there's uh you know an opposite or direct opposite between Cyborg and Superman, but I think it's really cool to see just the um I don't know. The other, the other, I don't know, what, what am I trying to say? The inverse, not inverse, but yeah, you don't, you don't see an inverse here, but you do like no. the aesthetically how yes. one is at night and one is at day. Yeah. And also it probably would have been, it's easier to, because we have to think, and this is going to sound like a weird comment, but Cyborg is very colorful. And if you put him in daylight, you lose a lot of that color, which is now it sounds really weird. Like that's doesn't make any sense but he's got a bunch of lights he's got red lights he's got blue lights white lights he's got dark shadows in between the yeah, separation and of a lot of and light reflect refracting off of his his armor so mm-hmm. put him at night under a full moon and some other natural lighting and you see all of that glistening in the dark like whereas if, if it was in daylight all of those colors would get muted and they would get washed out by the sunlight so you can't animate. Yeah, you can't animate that. It would just be some blurry, blinding light traveling. Um, so putting him yeah. at night works perfectly. It'd be really funny if there was like a daytime scene with Cyborg and some some wise guy animator decided to put like reflection of a camera guy in his in his arm. That would actually be. Let's check this out. There's a there's Napoleon Dynamite DVD. If you watch the commentary, there's a moment where Deb is on a payphone and she's calling Napoleon after uh, Uncle Rico drops her off like the bus must plus or whatever. Very, very familiar. Yeah. Yeah. So like she's on the payphone at that payphone. She's her like back is to the payphone. So like she's like facing the camera because the camera's looking at the payphone. Mm -hmm. In the chrome uh, faceplate of the payphone, you can see all of the crew's like legs and like the camera stand and everything like that. It's really cool. (laughs) There's also a scene where they're like at the farm or whatever and a skunk uh, runs by and like you cannot see it until that person like points it out. They're like, yeah, watch. There's like a skunk that runs by, like right here. Anyway, huh. Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. Reflections of cameras. It's a fun trick. Uh, shooting with mirrors is always neat. Another cool thing is, you know, as he's ascending into the sky you can get a, a more of like a top-down view of his chest. You can you can see down his shirt, if you will. Um, and you can see his heart, his core is kind of beating. It's going, it's getting brighter, it's getting dimmer, it's getting brighter, it's getting dimmer. And it looks like his heart is beating, which is a really nice, cool little effect that you can see his little reactor is going on. So uh, that's another thing I really enjoy uh, seeing in this moment here. But yeah, it's, it's nice. And it's nice that... Um, there's some joy in his flying. There's not that, you know, superhero bit where we have to worry about the strength of his his ability to fly. Uh, once he's up and away, he's up, up and away, and he does a little uh, loop-de-loop and pull, and 
the shoes are looking cool is what the kids say uh, so I really like this I really like the um, pull of the cloud smoke um, which is really nice all right well with no further ado we're going to go ahead and wrap up for today if you guys enjoyed everything you heard you can find us on all social media at dceu minutes and the facebook group the dc cinematic minute listener society where you can join us to talk about today's minute or any minutes you guys are catching up on don't forget to check out our review for the suicide squad the recent dceu venture and we'll catch you guys on monday for minute number 86 of Zack snyder's justice league